There's often a sign-up in a museum saying, do not touch the exhibit. I don't think that'll be necessary at Danny Virk Gallery of History, where a long drop has gone on display. The President, Murray Holden, says the long drop is part of our New Zealand's... Do you say psych or psyche? It is psyche. Yeah, thank you. Uh, part of our New Zealand psyche. It goes a long way back and obviously a long way down. Murray's here to tell us more. Hi, Murray. Kia ora, Jesse. Thank you for having me on your program. Kia ora to you as well. Really nice to meet you. Yeah, what yeah, gave you the idea good. to put a long drop up on display? Well, we had the space uh, out the back of our museum behind a forey, and uh, we had these Totra slabs. So uh, we thought, well, why not do a long drop, uh, make a, a fun-type uh, exhibit? And uh, so away we went. Is it a particularly Kiwi thing? Uh, yes, I, I understand long drop's actually a, a Kiwi slang word, uh, although I've never been able to find any um, proof of that. Yeah. Uh, but um, Max Cryer wrote a book called The God's Own Dictionary, and of course long drop is in there, uh, but it appears Australians generally tend to use dunny uh, to describe their older toilets, so even now they use dunny. Um, so yeah, so Max gives a good definition in his book of what a long drop is. So uh, I don't know if you want me to read it to you or... Yeah, I'll take a bit of history, sure. <laughs> Great. So what Max says is that uh, it's an outdoor lavatory with a seat built over a very deep hole. A long drop is formerly uh, known as a deep trench latrine and earth closet. In the era before flush toilets were available in New Zealand or in the areas where uh, their, their use was impractical, two kinds of outdoor toilet evolved... One involved a seat fitted to a generously sized metal can, which was emptied at intervals, maybe even by a night soil man with his cart. The alternative was a long drop. So what we really have is actually the long drop. We don't actually have a can on ours. Maybe we should if somebody decides to use it. So have a can, have a can on it. <laughs> You're not encouraging that, though, Murray. No, 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 no. Mm. I don't want to. I don't want to have to empty it or any of our volunteers to do it. <laughs> I mean, there's good long drops and bad ones. Eh? I don't think I've ever been to a good one before. We had one uh, school camp. It was just so disgusting and so smelly, and you yes. could see what was down there, and there were wasps. And, oh, it's the stuff horror movies are made of. Yeah, they're pretty gross. So uh, I think if you talk to a long drop, uh, people's memory of them, uh, you could smell them, uh, you know, a mile off type thing. Yeah. And, and I think people get them confused with uh, composting toilets, which are much, much more hygienic and don't really have a smell if you're doing it right. Uh, correct, yes. Actually, the interesting thing is that uh, Department of Conservation have got many long drops uh, around their parks, etc., and they still call them long drops. So uh, if you look at any uh, uh, doc uh, information, um, the composting toilets are always referred to as long drops. So it's quite interesting. So, ah. so the, wor- the, the word uh, words continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got a, a bit of a ring to it, doesn't it? And do you have a, a little addition to your exhibit, uh, a taxidermied possum, I understand? Yes, yes. Uh, we were looking at what to put on it, and uh, we initially thought to have a, a man with this a model of a man with his trousers down mm. and reading a newspaper that's been done before at another museum. And one of our volunteers um, uh, was brought up on a farm and uh, he said that uh, a few times he went to their long drop, uh, there was a possum in it, a stunned possum when he opened the door. So we thought, right, let's try and get a possum. And uh, that was a mission in itself because you can't just generally 
buy them from a taxidermist. They don't have stock of them. Yeah. And they're, they're costly, a thousand odd dollars. Uh, so I just went on to trade me one day, and here was one up for <laughs> up for auction, and I got it for eighty dollars. So I was very very pleased. Right. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, what what do you hope people think about? What do you hope they get out of coming and seeing this exhibit? Uh, we hope that they get a laugh. Um, certainly, they can learn a bit of history about uh, long drops, um, especially. Uh, uh, you know, younger people. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a fun thing. We're trying to do that more and more in our museum to make it uh, not so stuffy and you can't touch things and, and so on. And uh, yeah, so we had the spear totra slabs uh, there. So we got the um, good services of the men's shed and Danny Verk to actually build it for us. And um, uh, by luck, we had a, a local uh, gentleman by the name of Bill Gunderson that uh, anybody in Dannyburg knows, Bill Gunderson, who came in one day. One of our volunteers said, we're building a long drop out the back. And uh, he said, I've got just a seat for it. And this seat actually came uh, out of a, a long drop uh, in an oil field that was actually east of Dannyburg that actually opened in 1912. And closed in 1922, called the Waipatiki oil field, and it was actually at the back of the manager's house. Um, so uh, I don't know if you're going to put the photographs up on your um, uh, page, uh, uh, but uh, there's actually a photograph of, the, of obviously, the possum sitting uh, <clears throat> on the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, we're um, having a few problems with our website today, but I'll uh, let people know once they can go and uh, check out today's episode. Murray, tell me about the Danny Verk Gallery of History and, and how you got involved. Uh, yes, well, um, a group of people got together in the 80s and uh, purchased uh, a old courthouse building uh, that was no longer being used. A new courthouse had been built in Danny Verk, and that... Uh, uh, meant that they were able to open a museum in 1988, and uh, you know, wanting to obviously store uh, the history of uh, not only Dannyvirk but also the Tararua district, because Dannyvirk, like uh, most small towns, has quite a rich history. And of course, we have the Scandinavian uh, early settlers uh, that first came here and gave the town its name, uh, Dannyvirk, or we pronounce it wrong, it's uh, Dani Verka. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, and that means work of the Danes, and there's a big long story about that. Uh, yeah, so um, my wife and I retired in uh, 2019, and uh, we had a desire to go and live in a small town from Wellington, uh, having lived in Wellington all our lives. So we, uh, we found Danny Burke. Uh, or Danny Burke found us, I'm not quite too sure. Uh, and I've always been a bit of a history buff, I guess, and uh, so is my wife. And uh, so we decided to, uh, four years ago, and volunteer at the museum. And, of course, I've ended up being the president. So. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be plenty of people listening who know how that happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens very quickly, actually, quicker than you think. So, uh, But, you know, like a lot of volunteer-run organisations, we are struggling to get volunteers these days. Uh, but we've, um, you know, for 35 years, um, all credit to the volunteers, I've kept the museum open from Monday to Friday, uh, from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock, and we will open on weekends, uh, not for just for groups of people, we're actually open for individuals uh, as well, so there's a number up on our door to ring. Yeah, so um, if I can just mention on your show, one of our major problems is with this courthouse built in 1905, and it's a lovely old building. 
It's a heritage-listed Category 2 building, but it's an earthquake-prone building. Yeah. And uh, so we're faced with a massive bill to do the earthquake strengthening on this building. So if any of your listeners would like to donate some money to us, we'd be more than uh, happy to do that. And I think you may be putting up our email address. Yeah, we've actually got the website, uh, the email on the website, which might be uh, easier. People can go find it, um, rnz.co.nz slash jesse. Yeah, that's not a problem unique to you, hey? Uh, no, no, um, it's a, a problem just here in Dannyburg alone. I think we, we've got the possibility of losing 50% of our heritage buildings in the high street uh, because they're all earthquake-prone buildings, so they're you know, unreinforced masonry-type buildings. So, um, And a major problem to small-town New Zealand because the owners of these buildings uh, get, uh, you know, obviously a rental from them, uh, not as good as... Uh, the bigger cities get, and of course it means they just can't afford uh, to spend a million dollars plus to, and that's what it costs to actually earthquake strengthen our building. Uh, and it's the same with the other buildings in, in Danny Burke and other small towns throughout New Zealand. So uh, the clock's ticking, and I think uh, a lot of these building owners are just going to walk away from these buildings. So New Zealand, small town New Zealand, is just going to be left with a lot of derelict buildings, mm. sadly, heritage buildings as well. So it's very, very sad. So. Hard to know what the answer is. You can see it from a from a health and safety point of view, given what happened in Christchurch. You know, you can see why, if they could prevent loss of life and, and other damage, they'd want to. But then, on the other hand, you've got millions and millions of dollars they're asking you to invest in these things. It's really difficult, well, isn't it? That's right. But our building, built in 1905, it's, you know, it's been through some fairly major earthquakes, yeah. including the Napier earthquake, and we had a a large one here in Dannyburg in 1990, or actually it was two earthquakes just east of Dannyburg. Uh, you know, it survived all of those and it has not fallen down. There's no pieces of masonry fallen off it. Um, and the reality is actually uh, that you had more chance of being killed on the road in New Zealand than you are from falling yeah. masonry in the building. And what's happened in these major earthquakes we've had, it's been the more modern buildings that have actually failed. <clears throat> you know, so uh, I don't quite know what the answer is. I think the politicians need to take a, a, a deeper look at it because it's going to really affect heritage buildings in, in small town New Zealand especially. Yeah, you're just one example, but there'll be plenty of others as well. Oh, many, many, Jesse, yeah. Mm. Um, thank you, Murray. And now people stopping by Danny Burke will know where to spend a half an hour of their time to take a look around. Yeah, yeah, but don't spend a penny on it. Okay, good stuff. Thanks, Murray. Nice to talk to you. Murray Holden, the man behind the Long Drop exhibits at the Danny Burke Gallery of History.